Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your uh, hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Detzel. Well, hello, Chris. How are you doing? Pretty good. How about you? Good, good, good. Uh, it's Again, we always do our pre-show, and I always get a kick how we are almost we almost have a, an equivalent recording. We should have just been started recording. You know what? I've, I've come to the conclusion. I think we should just start recording as soon as we start talking. Okay. Yeah, I like the idea. <laughs> if you don't like it, we'll just cut what we don't like, right? So <laughs> Exactly. I'll just cut out this a bit in the middle. <laughs> so, you know, I think today's subject, or at least the, what is in my head, I think it's probably because I'm in the middle of it, which is around research. And so important. Yeah, it is important. And so when I was, you know, even in my past, I had, I used to go, gosh, oh, who was the, the name slips me right now. Uh, oh, what? the book is here. Um, Buzzing communities. Do you remember? Oh yeah, uh, Rich Mullington. That's that's the guy, Rich Mullington. Yeah, uh, you know he he uh, he has a database of communities. I don't know if you know that or not, but um, yeah, he well, he, I don't know how much he keeps it up anymore, but um, of do you mean community platforms or yeah yeah well, yeah yeah you wanted to see which platform was on what or all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I used to use it as a form of what are people doing. You know, what's, what's new and exciting, what's happening. You know, we, we've had the luck of interviewing a few people and, um, uh, you know, I forget the gentleman whom we just had a conversation with. He was just posted. Donnie. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, um, you know, just listen to him and, and if you haven't, if those who haven't listened to it, you know, I should, you can stop here and go listen to the other one, but then come back to it. Uh, we're discussing. <laughs> it's, it's a really good interview with me. So yeah, 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 it was good. You know, we, we it just remind me of like all the experimentation and the kind of fun stuff that you know was around. But what I used to do, I used to would I hate these word troll, but I would just go to all these websites, all these communities, look to see what people are talking about, how the conversation was going on, and trying to see things that would work. Um, I think when we were together, one of the things we were investigating was the login process and the setting up the profile yeah. process. You know, some of those tricks came from other examples from other communities just to see how they work. And now the funny thing is that we wouldn't necessarily look at it from a data perspective. We would just like know, oh, this feels right. This is probably the right way to go. And, um, you know, maybe in a different position now that we can talk with them without being in a competitive perspective, like, oh, how how's that work for you? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, do, you, do you ever spend time looking at other communities to find out how they do things or get ideas? Absolutely. And uh, it's funny that you brought it up because sometimes when I do research, it's for a specific reason, right? Mm. Like whenever I first started the Imperva community, I started looking at uh, how others were doing it, you know, within my, um, you know, what are my competitors doing? How are they doing it? What kind of questions were being asked? What did the, uh, you know, I wasn't setting it up, so I didn't really, at that time, care about UI, UX, although right. I do care about that. But even today, um, Perva went through a, um, a rebranding uh, mm. of the website. And so, you know, at some point, I'm going to have to do rebranding of the community. And so what I wanted to do was, when I say rebrand, give it a whole new overhaul, not just the colors or fonts, 
uh, I want to redo it, you know, and I want to try to build the best in class community out there. Um, and so I started looking at best in class communities. So right, speaking right. of Rich Mullington, he tweeted this thing a few months ago or a few weeks ago about some of the best in class, you know, communities. Some of them were Apple, some of them were, you know, some others that weren't B2B communities. But uh, so I kind of looked at those and I looked at, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, more specific to, hey, what is um, what is the problem I'm trying to solve, right? And and who has, in this case, the best in class look and feel, you know, for the things that they're trying to accomplish. So for me, <laughs> well, I started laughing because when you said other communities like the best in class, I started getting community envy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but then I kind I of mean, go, okay, you know what? Hey, hey, you know, different thing. They have, they come with deep pockets. You know, Apple especially. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I agree. And so. I was declined on being able to do that, but at, at some point, <laughs> well, I don't have a developer, right? So, <laughs> but, uh, but at some point, I'm going to have to go back to that and at the very least rebrand it, you know, with the colors and fonts. Mm. Um, and so, you know, there could potentially be some tweaks that I could add here and there, right? So it doesn't have to be a full-fledged uh, rebrand. It can be over time. Hey, I changed this. I changed that. And, at some point, we get to to an amazing community, which it's doing well. But look, there's always things you can change, you know. Yeah, there's always so be doing research, branding. Some point, yeah. I don't know when, um, but yeah, we. I'm gonna go through that too. I mean, we're going through so much right now that I'm putting that off <laughs> until uh, late this year or early next year, probably. So. Mm. Well, you know, this, so this is what brought up some of the research discussion. Um, so one of the things that I'm working through is the fact that I'm going, I'm in a different industry, right? Financial. And to, in the past, most of my industries have been in, well, clearly B2B, um, but high tech uh, generally. So the the way someone goes through a design cycle, and I use the word design, right? Which means the, the product selection process is different. And when we were having our little pre-show, you know, part of the things I'm understanding or try to understand who the new customer is in this industry, right? And there's a couple of insights I find fascinating. One, uh, this is a very personal thing, right? It, finances is an incredibly personal thing. You're, you're dealing with somebody else's money. And therefore, the notch of interest just goes to the roof. Uh, and it, it can escalate very quickly, right? Especially when something goes wrong. So, you know, you and I, when we were working, when somebody would have a problem with something or the order wasn't there or uh, the way they installed it wasn't working, it's not like it was the end of the world, right? And not to diminish anyone's individual issues, but if something's wrong with your money, that that could be some, that could be the end of the world of somebody's world, right? I, I find that fascinating. So it's incredibly personal. Emotional. You know, as well. Emotional so as not, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's an emotion how, there. Yep. Yeah, how, yeah. You, how you walk through that in that support cycle in that self-service mode is extremely uh, interesting. So as a result of personal, what I've learned is that the time it takes to escalate is shorter. So, you know, we would map out uh, this whole idea of no touch or phoneless support, which would be like, how long will it take or how many how long can you take a customer through your website at a self-support level 
before they have to go 1-800-PLEASE-HELP, right? Yeah. And then we would even chart that, like, even the phone was the most high touch. And it was a cost, right? And we were just talking about how those support costs are, once you engage with somebody, can be very high. So we would, you know, we would down fund a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, email support, chat becomes an, uh, an element. And the community is a huge part of that uh, phone abatement strategy. For us, um, we have a customer base that is very used to having face-to-face, -face, right? That, in fact, that's part of our value point, which is you can always talk to us. In the long haul, how long can that be true, right? How can you support that? So that's one thing, right? Personal. The second thing is around, because it's so personal, which is around, you said, oh, hey, Mike, well, when you set up a community or the self-support or how do you answer questions online, uh, I mean, you know, hey, Mike, I mean, it's just an online banking thing. I mean, how do you sign in? How do you sign out? And I said, yeah, 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 that's right. That's transactional, right? That kind of level of stuff. But, but it is in every community, I find fascinating in the needs, it's like a Maslow's need, right? Which is once you've figured out the first order problem, it's a second order problem that's can a community can help out. Uh, in our previous past, you know, we would do things like how I, how do I be a better electrician? Uh, help me be the alpha electrician, you know, those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, help me, the technology is changing so much. Where can I go to get the latest information? Uh, which are some of those points. And so I'm, and I'm going to say that we're struggle. I'm just going through the research phase of like, what is the equivalent from a financial perspective, right? And I'm sure someone's already figured it out, but they may figure it out for larger banks. I'm looking at it for more of a community uh, bank, right? Yeah. And that's the number three, number three, the third point, which is, uh, you know, personalizing a bank um, when at the moment banks are not the best, highest rated elements, right? They're, everybody hates on banks. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to have one. Exactly, right? You have to have one. And I'm going through a lot of very interesting data around that, right? Everybody says you don't have to have a bank. I think what it is that people are, that you still have, I mean, that's the thing, money makes the world go round. Yeah. Whether you think or not, or not, I mean, think about it or not, you have to have a credit card, you're going to have to have some sort of an account to cash your check, you know, where your money's going to go, where your employed with. Um, and with millennials, so in the old days, I don't know how you are with your your stuff, uh, Chris. With me, I think I'm a certain generation where I, I believed in everything goes in one bank. Yeah. In today's world, because of fintechs and the like, they're really in the minimum. Right now, I was looking at some research that shows millennials are are not particularly loyal and can have up to four different financial institutions that they work with. That makes sense, right? You know, <laughs> so it's funny you say that because you know, for me, at first, I've, I was loyal to a bank, and and now, you know, I'll, I have two or three different bank accounts, and my wife's like, "Why do you have what an Ally, a Wells Fargo, a USAA?" <laughs> well, you know, I was yeah doing a bunch yeah, of different things. Fact, uh, you know? I'm, I'm with your wife on this one. Why do you do that, dude? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did it for different reasons, right? Like. Uh, I can't remember the exact reasons back in the day. Now I pretty much just use one um, or actually two. Um, and, and now it's becoming, you know, now that I, I've been married for uh, a couple of years, um, you know, we've been together for a long time, but just married two years, but things are starting to be like, okay, we just need, 
I need my bank account. She needs hers. I don't need three or four because it gets confusing because she likes to, you know, uh, focus in on our finances every month. And so I have to go to this account and then that account and that account, you know, and she's like, dude, why are you paying this from one, this account and this? I was like, I don't know. I had my system. I did it before. I, I, I don't know. Remember why, you know, because I've had them all for five or six years uh, and stuff like that. So. Do you have a sense of loyalty to those institutions? Um, you know, it sort of like uh, because of, so I'll give you an example because of like Wells Fargo and what's gone on with them in the past, mm. you know, I feel like I'm, because my check goes in there and a lot of stuff goes directly into the Wells Fargo, it's hard for me to change. Mm. Um, but I don't have, I'm not loyal necessarily to them. I like Ally because for some reason they're all online and, you know, uh, I like the digital aspect of it, um, you know, and, and, and they'll pay. So like if you use uh, an ATM anywhere, they'll pay your ATMs. They don't care up to like 10 or $12 a month, you know? And so I'm like, mm. What's the point? No, that's not? interesting. Uh, not not to turn this into a use case no, no, scenario no. about online banking. Sorry. No, no, no. It's you know, uh, we talk about everything, not necessarily just on community. What did you when you uh, because you said it's all digital? Allies all digital. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean to you? All digital? Because a lot of banks are pretty much all digital. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, pretty much all of them are digital, and you can move money around in mm. any different way, uh, just through transfers, and uh, so it it doesn't matter. But I don't have to go in, uh, you know, if I wanted to, um, I, I guess it was just kind of cool to me that there was no, at that time, that there was no uh, brick and mortar, pl mortar place to go to, right? Ah, okay. uh, and I'm like, oh, that's now, you know, like, you can go to Wells Fargo, you, you don't even have to go in, you can create an account, it doesn't matter. But I see, it was branchless. Branchless, yeah, yeah. I like that idea, like, I don't yeah. want to ever, I... For me, I don't ever want to go to their branch. I really don't ever want to go to the store. I don't want to do anything, you know, mm. that uh, is a chore. You know, I see banking uh, as, you know, I, I use it all digital most of the time. And if I have to go in to sign something at a bank, it's a chore for me, you know? I get it. So you, you saw the idea of a bank that even though they're all digital, but because they have branches that you would be yeah. at some point in your adventure with them compelled to go in for some reason i have to sign this exactly. thing or yeah, I've gotta, you do sometimes i can't do it all online i gotta go in somehow yeah but i'm but you know it might not be the best use case because i'm very digital focused well, you you, know? You, no no you, oddly enough you share this reason I'm, I'm asking you because you share very similar characteristics to folks 35 and under right so yeah like kind of 25 to 35 which is a very good target market. Uh, they share Although that same I'm sentiment. I'm way older than that, but yeah, I'm more. I know, <laughs> I know which is a similar <laughs> age. <laughs> you and I are about the same age, but you know, that's kind of how I think. I, you know, I like so my wife's different though. I mean, of course, we're the same age, but she she likes to potentially have a branch. I mean, she doesn't necessarily like to go in there, but you know, like she won't order groceries online you know i would you know if it was up to me and you want to go grocery shop i'd just buy that stuff you know mm -hmm. like online but nope she goes to the grocery store and we'll go to three or four grocery stores and you know uh it sounds like it's one a, day it's, a, it's, a, it's, like, it's definitely an, a, an effort for you yeah i mean i want to put as less effort into it as possible i'm a <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an American, you know, and America. I think 
Yeah, America. <laughs> I want digital, you know, like digital is super important. And I think that, you know, even your demographic, even though you guys push that, you know, hey, we are face to face and that's good and that's not going to change anytime soon. I think going digital is a huge opportunity and is the key for you guys. Or, you know, like I've said before, you know, uh, even in my company, you go digital or you die, right? At some point. Yep. No, I'm using that same term uh, internally as well. And it's, it is quite germane. Uh, And I'll kind of see how it sums it up in this regard, right? So in this new industry, and you're bringing up the reason I keep poking, I hate to use that term, but the reason I'm pulling the string with you is, is, is how does one interact with finances being so, um, you know, it's an emotional thing, right? Um, uh, it's your money and, and, and especially, I think it just comes with one's experience and age about how much you feel secure. So that's one of the things about, by the way, it's about fear and security. That's where it comes from. Um, so why it's emotional in why somebody needs to physically face to face with somebody versus for you, you feel very comfortable in engaging in digital interaction for something that is as emotional as anyone else, right? What makes you different? And if I look at just that sector, how do I support, I'm usually now going back to this idea of support piece, those individuals, right? If you already, and and, and whether or not your ally experience is a good example, but if you have a problem, like say if something didn't clear your account correctly or you suspect fraud, right? I'm assuming you can call somebody, but immediately you're not just going to go into a community and say, hey, where does somebody go to, because I think check, you know, you know, if you suspect fraud in your account, you're going to want to call 1-800. Uh, you know, fraud or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 as opposed to, you know, you go in the community. So it's that mid-level support element um, that I'm trying to find out. And and then it, and I do a lot of research. And, and as you mentioned on, on, on corporations, I'm sorry, on competitors. And I haven't seen a really good financial community from a banking perspective, right? Where I do see them is more, and we talked about this, which is around advice, right? Oh, there is a whole shitload of advice out there. Yeah, there is. I mean, and so we were talking about this early in our our show about, you know, when I start setting out, and of course, I get to look at it more at a higher level, not necessarily just on community specifically, but how do I do self-help digitally is where where am I going to find that uh, competitive advantage that everyone else is? Because there's a whole shitload of financial advice. And if you have a problem, you're going to call somebody, or in, and you are, and in, in some cases, you're going to go into a branch. And I think I said, well, there has to be something around this idea, that at least for us, that we are in a underprivileged environment, what we call a CDFI or a Community Development Financial Institution. Yeah. It has a certain uh, government standing, and that's a specific type of classification. And it kind of sets us apart from other banks, which allows you to invest in the community, right? And so maybe that's where I angle the support. And if it's support or more of a, going back to this, maybe it's around the blog side. You know, we're going back to this idea, hey, do I need a blog? Does it make sense? So as you hear me just macerate through all those thought processes, like I said, I don't have a really firm answer yet, but I just was just taking you through my thinking 
You know, this is where yeah. I am, right? This is where I'm in the middle of trying to understand uh, what does a community or support strategy look like for a financial institution? And trust me, I know the big boys will have their opinion. You know, the Bank of America, the Wells Fargo's, and the like, and they do have communities, by the way, respectively. Uh, yeah, they're more. Fargo on, has a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, and they have it on lifestyle, right? They're very much about lifestyle. Okay. Um. So maybe it's not a support community, but you know, obviously the things I would look at, and, and I'm sure you already have or you've thought about it, is you know, do uh, small banks like yourselves, or you know, that serve a specific community, um, you know, what it, what do online small bank communities look like from a digital standpoint? they don't, you know, there's probably an opportunity for you to go big. You know what I mean? Like the opportunity to, like, if I, like I, I have a loan through a company called resource one and they're a small oh. community bank here. In, yeah. I know. I know it very well. <laughs> yeah. And it, first of all, their, their website sucks. The, right? they do. And, yeah. and I was just on it yesterday, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and it's new, they redesigned it. Like I've been a, member for a while just because I've had the loan for a while, but, and I'm like, you know, this whole experience sucks. And so, you know, to me, it's, you know, you have an, op look, I'm not saying it's easy because, you know, budget is always a, a big thing and, and things like that, but, you know, come on, it should be easy for me to transfer money from here to there. Or, you know what I mean? Like, God, it's just, there's some simple things, but it's not always as easy as it seems, but yeah, I never, you, know, you know, my phrase, never confuse simple, but easy. No, I, I agree. So it's not like I was like, oh my God, just change this. And it'd be, it's not that easy, but yeah, especially but, in financial stuff. Right. I mean, it's, it's so, so regulated. But I, I would think if I started like a community, you know, I would do some of the things you were doing, but then sometimes you just have to say, let's just go, you know, and, and how do you know, you know, what, what it, some of the things you just don't know, you know, it's just going to conform to something, you yeah. know? So Oh yeah, no. What yeah, kind of questions yeah, are people asking? I think community in the beginning is a support. I mean, the nice thing about communities, you can have a support community, then you can build it into kind of a peer-to-peer -peer community, or you know, like you said, uh, more than just self-help. It could also be you know educational type. I mean, there's all kinds of shit, you know, and you could add on blogs and blah and something oh, yeah. else and wikis. Yes. So one of the things that we're going to do is on virtual. So we've we're going to create a virtual. Uh, meeting space. So if you want to visit uh, with, say, a new account person, you can oh, do cool. that now through Zoom. And so you've, you know, so I've been working to make sure we set up the scheduling and you know how that works and the setting it up and how you access it through the site and stuff like that. So I mean, that's a, that's an exciting uh, new venture. But like that, I think that is more of a that's a low touch type of activity. Um, and video continues to be a very significant piece. Uh, I've noticed on the big side, you know, and we'll start to close up a little bit here, but again, 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 right? Video continues to be oh, an easily consumable data point. Uh, and I think for us, it's, it's centered around um, <laughs> what is interesting, the younger the audience, and I may sneeze, so if I put you on pause, don't mind me. The younger the audience, I have, you know, you and I maybe growing up in, in this in a certain generation where we were taught in school how to balance a checkbook, but um, this generation does not. <laughs> <laughs> so they're learning how to do finances. So there's a lot of videos on how to do that stuff. What I find fascinating. I'll say this, uh, and I think there's huge opportunity for you guys. And, and this kind of some of the stuff I'm working on today is um, 
and we've talked about some webinars uh, that I've been doing over the last several weeks or months and into all of the rest of this year. But what I'm learning is, is that you can really create some cool, you know, engaging webinars, right? So they're an hour long and then have the, the author say, you know, hey, look, there's five things you should really cover in this or, you know, in this webinar, one, two, three, four, and five. And just kind of during that webinar, you know, because uh, a lot of people don't like to watch hour long webinars, you just cut it into five pieces. So how to do this, how to do that, or, hey, here's advice number one, blah, 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 and here's what I would do. Advice number two, and then you could just cut those into however many, and then start adding that information over to YouTube or wherever you're going to put it. Uh, and it's just an easy way to do it, right? You can get, if you care about getting uh, people engaged, and I'm not sure how you engage like banking customers, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, but whether it's through webinars or something like that, or at least it's, hey, me and you get on the phone, Michael, and we'll talk about how to do these things on a Zoom and share your screen. And so at the very least, you could start getting some of that content out. And then over time, you make it cleaner, better. And, you know, because, you know, I'm starting to become a video editor now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I've learned all kinds of things on Camtasia oh, in the last uh, couple of months. So, um, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot of different ways to get out, get that out there. And to me, it's about execution yes you need a strategy and and you know but to me like there's some people within almost any organization including mine is like want to sit there for three months and talk about shit and i'm like let's go do some shit let's go make this happen we could talk about it and make it better over time who cares if it didn't you know uh if 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 i cut this video and it didn't look perfect i don't give a fuck you yeah. know what i mean like you know let's move on let's let's uh, let's get some stuff out there to help our customers as soon as possible. Yeah. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have a strategy and all of those, those are important, but you can't sit there, kick it around for three or four months. And oh, well, that didn't work. And then you got nothing done, you know? So yep. anyways, got me very passionate about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny, dude. Well, um, once again, we, we, uh, we chat through another uh, episode of peers over beers and as always i start you know in fact you have a good idea the last one i was like oh it's not a bad idea yeah good think about it but thanks chris thanks for uh, thanks for another awesome chit chat and thank you for another thank you for joining us for everyone out there for another episode of peers over beers i'm one of your hosts michael sandoval and i'm chris detzel all right chris talk to you later all right bye-bye